This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Tara from Plus Fitness with Tara. I'm a curvy, fun, body positive coach and personal trainer. I love business and fitness. Do you have the tools you need to be a rock star in fitness? A healthy love of yourself and help from me in sifting through health news will do that. I've got fitness topics and guests. Rock stars aren't born, they're bred in experience and fire. Let's do this together. All right. Well, Dr. Ross, thank you very much for joining the Plus Fitness with Tara podcast today. It is a pleasure to have you on this call. I am delighted to be here. I am such a big fan of yours. And uh, when you reached out and asked me to be on this podcast, I was so excited. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, no problem at all. And um, um, I just want to ask, first of all, um, tell me what the weather is like in your part of the world because we are experiencing a little bit of snow and rain today and I am just a little a little upset with it (laughs) (laughs) well okay so I am exceptionally hot natured and so in the summertime I like to keep I I mean ideally I would keep my house at like 67 but that's super expensive to do for air conditioning and so I keep it around 70 so this morning I woke up and um, we don't have any heat on in the house and it is 64 degrees in here, which is, I know that you all um, are, are only listening to audio, so you're not watching me, but I'm wearing a, a long sleeve shirt and a fleece. And I actually had this fuzzy scarf I was going to put on for extra warmth, but I thought we were, I was going to be on camera and it didn't look all that great. And now I'm like, well, after this podcast, I might put it back on because I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I do not blame you. Yeah. Okay. So I've been seeing like a little snow bump because it's... Yeah. it's yeah. Okay. So, Dr. Raza, please tell us a little bit more about you, where you're from, and what you do. Oh, that's such a great question. So, uh, for those of you that uh, may have picked up, I'm from the South. <laughs> I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I uh, have uh, lived in Georgia all my life. And so, a uh, Southern girl. And um, I, I actually have three distinct businesses. So, one is Debt-Free Degree with Dr. Ross. And uh, that is teaching students how to graduate fully debt-free without uh, any student loan debt or any debt at all from U.S. uh, universities and colleges. And then um, I am a project manager for the Martin Luther King Center uh, for Nonviolent Social Change. And then I have Love Revolution. and, um, And Love Revolution is my umbrella over everything because that's that's what it's all about to me is spreading love. And so uh, specifically in terms of speaking with e-women, I have a talk called Leading with Love and uh, walk through and then I have a package um, that I, I help uh, entrepreneurs and executives um, do a better job at leading with love. So those are my three entities, sort of my three pillars, all under the umbrella of Love Revolution. In addition to those three, I am also a certified trainer of nonviolence for the Martin Luther King Center. There are only 14 of us in the world, and I'm so deeply humbled and honored to be a part of that group. So uh, when we talk about as entrepreneurs, like streams of income, um, that's some of them. Yeah. Well, that sounds that sounds great. I mean, I love that it's all under one umbrella because that is like definitely, I mean, I, I feel you. I mean, I have a little bit of e-women network managing director plus my own business plus a little something else so it, it i definitely understand the umbrella formation because when you are an entrepreneur sometimes you have as i'm sure you can relate and have worked with varied interests and you like yes. to pu- try to pull them together because yes. it's about you putting your presence and your voice out there and having yes. these interests 
but knowing how to filter through what you want to target. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, so. Right, yeah. right, right. And it also helps me um, if somebody asks me uh, to be a part of something, if it's not under that umbrella, that even if it's the most phenomenal, most wonderful idea, um, then then it's usually a no. Uh, and, and so it also helps like with clarity. Um, and it took me... Uh, I mean, this is just my own experience. I I have often said, and I probably will will say this with you, uh, Tara, when I speak to your wonderful chapter, that uh, I would literally not have a business. I would not have Love Revolutions. I would not have any of those three pillars if it were not for eWomen Network. Uh, specifically, obviously, Sandra Yancey. Um, but uh, my executive managing director, Amy Matthews, and then my business coach is Julie Miller-Davis. And without those two women and the way that they speak into me and have taught me that I would be somebody else's employee 100% because I worked in and around higher ed for 30 plus years. And so it's just so ingrained in me to be somebody else's employee. And um, for me, it took me a while to find my footing to be okay with all three of those things. And I guess here's my bit of encouragement. I don't know that you've asked me to share this. And no, I, please share yeah. Okay. So, um, so I think what happens is when women first come, when people first come to eWomen, um, when you encounter somebody that's been in eWomen for a year, two years, five years, ten years, you know, we have our one minute down. Who are you? What do you do? Who's a great connection for you? What's your biggest opportunity or challenge? And if you're somebody like me, it was: Do I talk about debt-free degree this month? Do I talk about love revolution? Do I talk about the King Center? Do I talk about what I love to do, but it's not revenue generating? Do I talk only about what I do as an entrepreneur, but things aren't going well with, because um, when I started eWomen, I had seven different coaching program or seven different courses and probably 14 different coaching programs in the college arena. And debt-free degree was the one that had the most traction. It's also under that umbrella of love revolution. It's also a form of nonviolence. And so that's how I was able to hone it down. So for folks who are listening that you are like Tara and I, and you're, you have a lot of varied interests and you're really uh, bright and beautiful and wonderful and lots of things interest you and you want to, you know, you see all these different points where you can help people, then try it out. Come to eWomen. Let's, let's talk it out. And so what I've realized is there was a point in my journey where I was like, why didn't I get it right the first time? And now I'm like, it's impossible to get it right the first time. Yeah. Absolutely impossible. Yeah. So that's freeing. When I find it has to evolve with you too over time, like I never would have thought that I would be doing, I mean, when COVID hit, you know, two master's degrees, but I was just like, well, this is what I feel like I can put my energy to right now. And this is what yeah. I want to do. And now it's evolved into, well, maybe eventually I do want my PhD. And then I'm just like, and I was laughing with my friends over about it on a trip we did a couple of weeks ago um, as part, down part to eWomen Network for their Platinum Summit in Vegas, I was like, you know, honestly, I go, I think I might be a permanent student. I said, yes. And, I, and I'm okay with that, you know, yeah. because I have enough clients that I can afford that. I said, but I really have to consider, you know, the next level, if PhD, like what I want to do with that instead of just being yeah. like, oh yeah, I got a PhD. You know, yes. like, I just, like I just, like that's more of a commitment than perhaps, you know, I'm ready yes. for right now. Yes. But I was laughing. I said, but I'm also in two years turning, turning and I, you know, I hate to throw up my age, but 50. So it's just like, so I was just like, 
and why not? Like, what else am I going to do? I don't have any children or dependents. So, you know, yeah. it, you know, and I, I love what I'm doing right now. I said, and, and if it gets to be too much, I put it on pause for a while and come back to it or don't come back to it. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. I think the one thing like you hit on the target is when you, when someone new comes to EWOM Network, they're like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's going on. And when they start listening to other women, they're like, maybe I have a nugget of something that's going on. Yes. Yes. Right. And and they can be doing one thing. And then I've met up with them a year later and they're doing something completely different. But it's evolved with them. And they're like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And they're fired up. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And and that is the magic of you women network. I mean, really, it is. You know, it is. is. Are you are you open to some unsolicited advice about the Yes. Yeah. Well, a couple of different things. Um, uh, I use the acronym GRIT in all of my coaching, and you'll hear that uh, at, at the at my talk too. And so, um, with that every degree, uh, the R of GRIT is return on investment. Yeah. And so, one of the things that I talk about is uh, if you're going to like for you, um, and here's the unsolicited advice. So, like you know, if you like, I I never want that to be heard as criticism, Tara. That's why I'm. Oh. Crouching is yeah. So you you take what you like and leave the rest. Sure. But for you, let's say you're going to go spend. Um, I, I have zero idea how much a, a PhD in Canada costs. Um, but let's say in um, let's say in the U.S. it's fifty thousand dollars. You know, because it's probably going to take you uh ten semesters, which is five academic years, and if that's you know ten thousand dollars a year, so yeah. five thousand dollars a semester, not unreasonable. And so let's just say it's $50,000. Yeah. Um, I don't know that Elizabeth can exactly cha- uh, channel back a return on investment of $50,000 from getting my PhD. However, it was something that I wanted to do since the day I set foot on a college campus. I wanted to be a college professor. And at that time, the only way to do it was a PhD. I also wanted a terminal degree because I too am what I call alert leader learner or learner leader, whichever way you I've heard it both ways. And so I love learning and I like I study Martin Luther King's philosophy and methodology an hour a day every single day because I love learning. Here's the thing, Tara. I today do not regret that I'm Dr. Ross. And if I was given my choice, I would not have gone to the school that I went to and I would not have gotten the degree I went to, but it was free. Because I was working already in a university system school. So I was working at school A. The, the degree was offered at school B, which is part of the university system of Georgia. And um, it was free. It was part of, you know, like uh, just a benefit of me working there. So I did it. Yeah. And for that ROI, hallelujah. How phenomenal is that? So free, yeah. I'm glad I'm Dr. Roz. Am I also glad that I did not take one dime of any kind of student loan debt in order to get it? Absolutely. And so that would be my question to you is what is the ROI? What's the return on investment? Um, You know, some people may say, what do you want to do with it? I just say, if you want to go get it, sis, go be Dr. McDonald. (laughs) Well, and I just laughed because I think the only reason why I lean to it is the one program that I'm interested in is part-time six years. So definitely commitment. Okay. However, it is a professional postdoctorate. So what that means is they consider you to be working while you're doing it. And I happen to have my own little fitness club on my property. So I can actually, I could actually do like a theory practical doctorate degree. But I laugh because I'm still, I'm still testing the waters. I'm going to visit in the spring. Do you know what I mean? 
Yes. And, and try not to get taken away by the beauty of the campus and just be like, you know, you're only here part time, like, you know, but I have to like logistics, do you know what yes. I mean? Like, you know, because yeah. I, I'm doing this by myself on my own. But I also know that I have managed over every degree I've had, two undergrads, two masters, not to go into debt. And what? that is, and well, and that is, and that is, and that is, I firmly believe in that. Do you know? Yes. Yes. If I had a yes. pop-up, I would shake it too. Yes. yes. So Yes, because oh, because beautiful. it is it is so hard. I have watched friends and women, like even people go into the Navy just to afford school, you know, yeah. because yeah. they want their graduate degree taken care of and they want to be. And then and then they some of them have loved loved the military for that. And then some have left, you know, but they still have their degree and they still have that experience. So, yeah. I am firm believe in debt free, yes, because I have seen too many people. Well, I mean, everybody used to do it first year the OHIP. I mean, back in the nineties, people would like get their OHIP, which is the Ontario Southern School for an Ontario, a different province in Canada at the time, and they would use that as beer money. And I'm like, what are you oh, doing? Well, I was just like, yes. you still owe that. Like it was just yes. like, that's the most expensive beer money I've seen in my life. Like I was just like, you know, yeah. they didn't have any understanding, but at the time, they still let credit card companies onto the campus at the time. And you could fill out one application and get six credit cards. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. insane. I don't want to it do is. that. Like, <laughs> it's just, like it's just... yeah. But yeah. I blame my dad for that. You know, he educated me early. He used to walk me with my allowance. Then he would give me for doing work for him in his office um, to the bank every Saturday yeah. and watch me fill out the deposit slip because this is before the bank card and put it in. And then he would say, okay, you're putting it in a T-bill. Do you know what that is? And, you know, it was just like, so yeah. he was really good. But, you know, he, you know, he understood, I think, from early age that I was, you know, a pretty good student. So he could kind of see my future, you know, so. Right. Exactly. Future student. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And like I said, I know nothing about the Canadian uh, university system or scholarships or grants or anything yeah. like that. Going into the military is certain one of the, certainly one of the things that I recommend here. Yeah, uh, like I, I just talked to a student the other day who wants to be a gynecologist, and uh, she's finishing up her undergrad debt free, um, much of which are are scholarships and some of her student money, and then her parents are helping her. Yeah, and then she's going to commission into the military, and then I said to her, "So then you have to work twenty years to retire, and then once you're like forty two, then you can open up your own gynecology practice." And she said, "You don't even have to do twenty years." Like once you are done with that degree, then, you know, whatever that looks like um, in terms of your military military service, you don't have to serve the whole 20 years in order to get it. You know, they're just happy that you, you know, use that education while you've been there. Oh, that's great. So, um, so yeah. yeah, so she could be in her 30s opening up her own GYN practice with zero debt. Whoa, that's, I yeah. mean, oof. You know, that's a strong guess. <laughs> but okay, so in your experience, when you work with entrepreneurs, do you mainly work with women entrepreneurs? Yes. And um, what is, say, a large challenge besides, say, getting into school debt-free? Would you say, what's what's some of the challenges you've seen some of them face? Besides maybe getting through the nervous, you know, I have to network, how do I network kind of thing? But, you know, you know what is... What is I, I don't know if there's one thing that would stand out, but if you want to just chat about like what some challenges are that you've helped people overcome, that would be really great. Yeah. Uh, with the um, the Leading with Love package. And so that's something that I uh, raffle off uh, at the end of when I speak at E-Women. And, um, and then all the money goes to foundation. 
And so um, in the people, and I have honestly been shocked how many people have uh, have purchased that. And so that does tell me that there's a need. And honestly, Tara, I think if, if I didn't have all my work at the King Center, I think I would really try to grow the Leading with Love uh, packages and, and try to grow that. Uh, but it's very time intensive because it's one-on-one. Um, and, um, and so that's why it's just kind of not on the back burner as far as my heart goes, but on the back burner as far as me, you know, advertising it. Just what I've seen, um, for people in the packages and also just women that I interact with is leading with love starts with ourselves. And that's where people are really having a difficult time. Because um, I, I, this was not somebody that bought a package. This was just a friend of mine. And she said, uh, I'm any women. And um, I uh, have been given this task to do. And I'm afraid if I don't do the task, then blah, blah will think poorly of me. To which I said to her, it's not your responsibility of what blah, blah thinks of you. Her opinion of you is none of your business. And when we're doing things in order to garner opinion, in order to garner some sort of um, outcome, then that's, I mean, I don't want to be harsh and say manipulative because it's not intentionally to be manipulative, but that you are setting yourself up because you are saying, if I do this, that I can expect you to do this. Right. And, you know, setting yourself up with those expectations. So loving yourself enough to being fully authentic um, and loving yourself enough to then turn around and see somebody else's humanity, I think, is is really important. Yeah. yeah and I hear, too, also that you're very good at helping people discover their limits um, because that is a limiting, you know, as we call in coaching, a limiting belief, but also just a limit in general, which is, oh, I don't want to do this because I'm scared. So I'm just going to stay in my safe zone <laughs> and like and like maybe yeah. think about doing something. I have a friend who thinks of being an entrepreneur. She's thought about it for years and then she like will do something and it either works or doesn't and she immediately like turtles again do you know what i mean uh, so i mean as a friend you know i'm not officially her coach i've helped her find coach you know what i mean and the coach is doing great things with her because she's finally getting the confidence and now she's like ripping apart like her mother's old house to build it into this whole studio place because her mom believes in her and they're and they're and they're doing it and i'm like coming out of covid like just we just got out of restrictions here in Nova Scotia nine months ago and she's she's motoring away and then she's also managing a job where she is paid as an employee and i'm just like oh i'm glad you're young because like <laughs> she said, i was like yeah. but the thing is like she's so excited and fulfilled by this that is happening that she has clients that this is working now yeah you know it's it's the process of getting past that limiting belief of yes i can't do this because i will fail well as right. an entrepreneur we're supposed to fail and we're yes. supposed to keep going and we're yes. supposed to learn and evolve. Yes. And I think the biggest problem that I've had uh, when I talk to people in the past, even about just, you know, exercise and fitness is overcoming the limiting belief that you can't do something. Right. You know, right, 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 yeah. right. And I think to you, um, uh, being somebody else's employee, really for me, it fed into my perfectionism because basically, I, I was agreeing to spend my time with an employer and then they agreed to de- then tell me what their expectations of me were. And um, because of my natural tendencies and, and uh, talent that I've been given, then I was always able to meet or exceed those expectations. 
Now, my salary was set. So I knew what I was going to get paid. And I knew that necessarily doing extra wasn't necessarily going to get me more money. But it got me other non-tangible things. And so it was just in the spiral. And when you're an entrepreneur, you set the expectations and you set the salary requirements and you set the salary goals. And um, it's such a different mindset to go out and build your own business because being in higher ed for 30 plus years in and around, you know, I, I work for state agencies as well. My job was not to drum up business. My job was to serve well every student that walked in my door. Well, I mean, there are not people walking in my door, Tara. I, I mean, I realize that I'm brilliant and wonderful and I'm putting out all the magnetizing attraction energy that I can put out there and I'm still, I need to market and I need to put myself out there. You know, it's not like, you know, they're just walking in the door. So yeah. it's just a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. No, I worked at, um, uh, at a publishing house for different, two different companies for about six years and my dad watched me jump through all their hoops, you know, and he just waited because mm-hmm. he had, because, you know, he was a serial entrepreneur himself. I mean, he had three companies uh-huh. when he passed and stuff. He's wild. But he was like, he, what I didn't realize was he'd been teaching me the whole time about, you know, how to go through stuff. So I did it for six years and thought I was doing great. Mm-hmm. And then they hired a friend of mine, which I had t- strongly promoted because I needed the help and I needed someone good in there and yeah. gave him $5,000 more than me for starting with less experience and no degree and i questioned it and was reprimanded and left put in my notice two weeks and just left i was like i i thank you very much for letting me know how worthwhile i am to you you know and 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 my boss at the time was very traumatized by it because i was running the whole thing for her and she didn't want me to leave and i was like i hate to tell you this but i am done like i was just like this is i can go no further at your company do you know I, what I mean like and I came I, back home and did a business undergrad degree that my dad helped me with and that I had the money for because I had been saving using his system do you know what I mean and doing the whole thing so what? but what's hilarious is like when I met professors uh at this university business undergrad and they were like like not little bulldogs but they were just like you need to go out there and do something I was like oh I could actually do something uh-huh. and that's when it started and my dad just was just like waiting you know like it was just, yeah. but it yeah. was one of those things where you know, you, you know, employee, entrepreneur for, for different types of people, for sure. But when you make the commitment to be an entrepreneur, I find it's the most rewarding experience I've had yet, you know, and I will probably never give it up, you know? Yes. Yes. I say probably only because I got my dogs to feed. So if something was to happen, perhaps I need to get a job to feed my dogs. But I just laugh because they're, they're more well-treated than most kids, I think. (laughs) Yeah. You know, something you were saying about failure, that failure is a part of it, just that it truly is a part of the process. And a lot of people will say, I either succeeded or failed, as if it's like two sides of the same coin. Yeah. And I've heard uh, E-Women founder Sandra Yancey talking about that failure is a part of the journey to success, that it's on the same road, that you, you're you on the journey, you're hitting failure, 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 and then it's success. And so it's inevitable and um and that's really so comforting honestly um particularly for a perfectionist like me who's like i don't want to make a mistake but then if i reframe it and go oh this is also exactly what's supposed to happen you know to get to the next thing yes i think sandra is really great about that too because she has so much experience watching entrepreneurs go through the whole system and herself as being one herself 
is that she also tells you, you know, to be careful about the words you use when you go through like a challenge or success, because both can be, you know, um, I wouldn't say good or bad, but stressful for you if yes. you're not used to it. So yeah. the word language we use for ourselves, you know, especially as women entrepreneurs is very much, you know, talk to yourself like you would somebody you love as you know right, right? yeah right. yeah right. yeah yeah like even uh even somebody recently uh this was uh somebody that bought my package and uh she sent me an email and she said i am so sorry i didn't write in my calendar when are we meeting and then in parentheses she wrote bad and then said her name it would be like if you sent me an email and you were like i don't know when we're gonna meet and then in parentheses you went bad tara yeah and i i lovingly said to her like she, that was not even a part of what she was going to talk about with the leading with love and so i brought it up to her and i was like it it took intentionality to think the thought bad tara and then to actually, actually type out bad tara yes. and then if you're anything like me you read the email before you at least skim it before you send it so now you've read it so you're just you're just ingraining bad tara like you didn't even read it and go, well, is that a little harsh to myself? Let me backspace. Yeah. You left it right in there. And so like, don't, don't speak that out over yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I find too, it's funny because we do it in, in so many different ways. I picked up a habit from that uh, being an employee for so long where I would call and be like, it's just Tara calling. And to this day, I have to catch myself when I talk to my family because like, I'm like, hey, it's just Tara calling. And they're just like, uh, nope. Uh, what's that again, Tara? Do you know what I'm like? Uh, the Tara. Yeah. 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 Okay. We're going to wrap up in a few minutes, but I want to ask you, is there anything you want to talk about before we wrap up? Anything you want to say? Where can people reach you, by the way? Like, where can they find you if they're interested in more information? Yeah. So uh, I have a Patreon committee, uh, uh, Patreon community for my debt-free degree community. So it's uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash debt free degree and um that's where all of my links and videos and things and where i have my community there um i'm on you know twitter and uh instagram and linkedin and of course facebook um dr raj or debt free degree with dr raj or love revolution um and so finding me on socials is not difficult uh i love one-to-ones and so uh if if folks want to reach out and just learn more or have a chat about either, you know, leading with love or debt-free degree or what we do at the King Center, then reach out. Um, Tara's got my email. So all of those things. I, I would say one of your questions that was really intriguing that um, I would just love yeah, let's to do it. have the time that I wanted to answer, like what gets you out of bed in the morning? Yeah. And for me, uh, teaching nonviolence around the world is what gets me out of bed every morning. And so, again, under under that umbrella of nonviolence, so like you, I could really say that love revolution and nonviolence are synonymous in my head as far as the umbrella. And at the King Center, our definition of nonviolence is that it is a love-centered way of thinking, speaking, engaging, and acting that leads to personal and then cultural and then societal transformation. And so I believe that um, teaching people to lead with nonviolence is revolutionary yeah. because we have uh, centuries and centuries and centuries of um, opportunities to find that violence is effective and it works. And that's not yet been the case. Violence is just a, a descending spiral. 
Nonviolence is a very powerful methodology in philosophy, and it works. Um, similarly, I believe that debt-free degree is revolutionary. That, you know, in our society, um, so in the United States, the average student loan debt is $75,000. That's average. That's more than my first mortgage. Of course, I'm old. And so, you know, my mortgage was, first mortgage was in 90, whenever, three or whatever. But, uh, but yeah. Um, and so when you, when you think about, um, if you're in this echo chamber where everybody says that violence solves problems, or you're in an echo chamber where everybody says you have to accept student loan debt in order to graduate college. And then you've got somebody like the Kingston or somebody like Elizabeth who is saying, there's this whole other way. Then it's difficult sometimes for me to get my message out there. And I can see it. And I'm so passionate about it that every opportunity I have to speak about it, I uh, take with glee to be yes. able to share it with people. Like, yes. And it's a very powerful message, of course. And Laura, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing you talk more in a few days. So, um, but um, yeah, I just, it's been a pleasure, Dr. Roz. I really appreciate you coming on and chatting and letting us know a little bit about you and talking about women entrepreneurs and debt-free degree and love revolution. I appreciate all of it. And of course the King Center, it's just, it's great to yeah. see this still evolving itself. Do you know what I mean? And like you said, yes. nonviolence, um, you know, it's more than just an ideal. It's something we can practice, right? Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You are a rock star, Chair McDonald. You are so amazing. I am beside myself excited that I am your inaugural speaker. I know your chapter is going to be just flourishing and amazing. And uh, and are you going to be at the ICON conference in August? I will be, yes. I am going to be there. We're going to see you in person. person. Yeah. Hey. Well, I was kind of laughing because when I went to the MD training uh, and we went to one of Tony's events uh, for, for, you know, hands-on kind of training, I had uh, one uh, woman in there, uh, and I was talking to her, and she said, I'm just going to give you a hug. And she just hugged me. Then it's like my first actual hug besides family in like, you know, nine months because of restrictions. And I was almost like not sure what to do. And I said, I'm sorry. I said, I just, I go, nine months of restrictions. I'm not even used to being this close to someone. And she like bear hugged me. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I was just, and I laughed because I was just like, it was so good that I'll never forget her for it. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, oh. I'm like, I'm like, yes, I'm like affection, you know, camaraderie, yes. you know, positivity. Yes. I was like, yes. grab onto it, right? So yes. Ewo Network, you know, is really about making connection, but also about, you know, spreading joy and spreading message. So I just yes. really appreciate it. Yeah. Yes. Now I am not a scientist. I have zero idea if this is true or not. However, I read it uh, and therefore I'm going to assume it's true. So for those of you listening, what I want you to do is take your arms and cross your arms over your chest. So, like, your fingertips are, like, right at your shoulders, okay? And then I want you to squeeze really, really tight. And then I want you to switch your arms. So, you do the other arm and then squeeze really, really tight. And then if you want to, like, put your hands, like, on the tops of your arms and just squeeze again. Supposedly, again, I'm not a scientist, our body doesn't know if we're hugging ourselves or somebody else is hugging us. Uh-huh. That's so, so great. Yeah, like our body thinks, okay, we're getting affection. Yes. Uh, so when you need that little uplift and, and yeah. uh, I've got to reach through the screen to hug yeah. Tara. Or if yeah. you'll just do that to yourself and pretend, it's Elizabeth just saying, yes. I love you so much. I am so grateful for you and grateful for you being such an amazing rock star. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to building building eWomen Network in Halifax for sure. Yeah. 
Yes. And I'm sorry I can't be on with y'all uh, Friday, but um, but okay. I, I want to know when your SBIs are. I'm going to. Yes, know, I will. Guys as I will well. connect with you. Yes. Okay. Very good. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Roz. That's uh, Dr. Roz Rosner uh, coming on today, a member of E-Women Network, and then also with her Love Revolution and coming to the Halifax chapter soon. So appreciate it. Um, and uh, anything else you want to quickly add before we leave? One thing I love to do is uh, when I'm putting love out in the world is I do hashtag heart sighting. So when you see hearts every day, just think, okay, I'm putting love into the world. Like when, you, yes. when you're intentional to look at hearts. Um, so yeah. Hashtag yeah. heart lighting. Tag me. Beautiful way to end. Heart sighting. We'll tag you. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Ross. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.